Welcome to another episode of Heroes and a podcast where we talk about heroes and video games, trailers, movies, comic books, TV shows, casting rumors. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, we're going to talk about it. My name is Andy. And I'm Cody. And we are coming off the heels of Batman Day. And for those of you who may not know, Batman Day was just this weekend. It is September 26th, and it is a day that DC Comics is set aside to be dedicated to all things Batman. And so... We thought it was timely that for this episode, we are talking heroes and top five Batman moments or Bat moments, if you will. So when we say Bat moments, we mean anything from things Batman has said, interactions he's had, things he's done. Yeah, generally speaking, this is what we love about the Dark Knight detective, Gotham's caped crusader, the vengeance, the knight, the Batman. I think you're ready, Cody. I think I think I think I'm ready, too. (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited to talk about the Batman, Andy. Um, and it's a good one. It's a fun one. We're doing a top five episode format. And so we're just going to go back and forth and list our top five favorite Bat moments. And so this it should be a good one. So, uh, Cody, do you, do you want to go first, pal? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. All right, man. What do uh, you got? My first one comes from the Batman Arkham Origins video game. So this is the prequel to the Batman Arkham series. Yep. Uh, and it was made by Warner Brothers studios yeah uh it comes towards the end of the game so let me just kind of paint a picture for you andy uh, paint, so paint away bro i will just let me get that canvas uh, so there you go uh so here's here's how that game kind of plays out it's very early in batman's career mm-hmm. he's kind of just been dealing with mobsters he hasn't dealt with a whole lot of like the super villains you know that we that we see yeah. and love and so uh in that game black mask hires eight assassins to come into gotham to kill the bat. Puts a prize on Batman's head, essentially, because he's tired of having to deal with him. Okay. Uh, and throughout the night, it's uh, Christmas night, I believe. And so throughout the night, Batman's dealing with these assassins, and it kind of comes to a head where the Batcave gets attacked. Okay. And Batman goes out once and for all to stop this, and Alfred tries to confront him and stop him, telling him not to go out, to let it let this play out, you know, without the Batman being involved. And so... I want to read to you a quote from that, uh, and it's something that Alfred says to Batman. He says, You're not some hardened vigilante. You're a young man with a trust fund and too much anger. You are in over your head, and I don't want this to be your end. And then to which Batman replies, Alfred, who do you see when you look at me? The boy whose shoes you used to tie every morning? The teenager you drove to his first date? While you are, are here every night, I am out there. The only thing between the innocent and the predatory. Andy, the reason I love that moment in the game so much is because it speaks a lot to the relationship between Alfred and Batman. Yeah. Uh, or between Bruce Wayne, rather. Because I feel, and I feel like you don't get to see that as much, uh, maybe, played out. But it's cool to see that Alfred, even though he totally supports Batman in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he very much is, like, he's still kind of, Bruce Wayne is still much, still kind of a son to Alfred. Yeah, there's a sense, it sounds like, I, and I never played this game before. I played uh, only the first and second Arkham games, not the prequel. But it sounds like, again, kind of like what you're saying, there's a little, there's some investment on Alfred's part. You know, there's, in, you know, man, he raised Bruce Wayne, and especially since the death of his parents and all right. that stuff. And so there's a sense of, like, he doesn't want to maybe lose Batman. Yeah, he doesn't want to lose Bruce Wayne. In a lot of ways, 
that's the closest relationship that either of them have. I, well, I would actually say that is the closest relationship that Batman or Alfred have. Yeah. Is with each other. And so for Alfred to say, like, even before that, he says that he will not in good conscience let Batman go. So it's just really cool to see that kind of played out. And it's very, again, it's really early on in Batman's career. And mm-hmm. so it's understandable that there would be moments where Alfred might have his doubts or maybe even that Batman would have his doubts. And so, but seeing that played out on, you know, on a video game on a screen was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it also kind of, points out like the sense of responsibility that batman feels that he has mm-hmm. you know he kind of understands like hey if i don't do this then who is like who right who's going to be out there to stop all these criminals and these masterminds and all of that so you also kind of get a, a hint of the sense of responsibility that batman bruce wayne feels uh, is on his shoulders unfortunately yeah, to he's the one as he says he's the only thing between the innocent and the predatory yeah so, all right, man. So that's your first bat moment. My first bat moment. There it is. All right. Andy, what's that first one? All right. So for me, it's off of the DC animated movie Justice League Doom. Okay. Now, this is obviously by the title, it's a Justice League movie. So it's not just a Batman-centered movie, but it involves the whole gang. And the premise is that uh, every member of the Justice League is being attacked and their biggest weakness that they have is somehow it's exposed. And somehow to the point of they're all, it looks like all, all of them are going to die. Um, all of them are going to be, are, are doomed. And I see what you did. There. You see that? Yeah, you're welcome. That's a clever title. <laughs> so, um, you know, they resolved the issue. They figured out, they, you know, they were all helped out, you know, or cured or helped out whatever the issue may be and now you know they they defeated the bad guy the mastermind behind all of this and they're all together towards the end of the movie and they're trying to figure out how their greatest weakness was exposed how you know they were put in such a state of you know almost being destroyed all of them being killed off and batman kind of kind of he speaks up and he said it, it, it was him and what you what you realize is that Batman, he got together, um, he did some research because he is, you know, the detective. Yeah. And so he 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 did some research on all of them. And so this is what he says. Again, it's towards the end of the movie. He says this, I've carefully studied every Justice League member, past and present, and created a contingency plan to neutralize you, should that ever become necessary. And so he is kind of, he's showing his hand, he's showing his cards to the team, and he's saying, hey, how this all came to be is because of me. It's because I did the research. I did the necessary study on each of you guys. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately that information got in the wrong hands and just, uh, and and Batman says, you know, Hey, my, the whole point of it wasn't to kill you or to destroy you, but it was to neutralize you. If you ever went to the other side. Yeah. And so everyone feels a little jaded. Everyone feels like they just got somehow stabbed in the back by Batman and then Superman speaks up and he says, none of us would ever do that to you. And then Batman kind of responds back in his Batman ways. And he just says, then you're a fool. He just calls everyone a fool for not having a backup plan. You know, it's like defeat him, you know? And so yeah. it kind of just shows I, I enjoy it because it really at the heart of Batman is he's the detective. He's the great detective. And so to even somehow come up with a contingency plan to neutralize every member, past or present, 
of the Justice League is huge. You know, like that's so Batman has no superpowers, but yet he is still able to somehow take out all of the members of the Justice League if I ever got to that. And then the cool thing, like this is a little bonus to the, you know, to my first moment here. But um, at the end, Superman confronts Batman. He goes, were you so arrogant that you didn't come up with your own a plan for yourself? And he says, I have one. It's the Justice League. <laughs> and so, and so, Drops the mic. Yeah, he walks <laughs> out. Exactly. So it's really, you know, he's saying, well, if I ever went to the other side, then, you know, that's what the whole Justice League is right. for. <laughs> so I really just love it. Again, it's just it's just a really neat moment. Um, it's a smart moment. It's a smart moment that, again, credits Bruce Wayne, you know, Batman to being the great detective. So have you have you seen that movie? I have. And I, I really like that that whole storyline, the Justice League Doom, like the story in that movie. Yeah. And seeing all of their weaknesses get exploited. I particularly lo- I like that scene is memorable mm-hmm. because it speaks a lot to Batman, yeah. as, you know, as an individual. I think he, you know, the like there's always a debate of Batman, who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman. And I think that movie kind of speaks that. Batman could and will, you know, could beat any of the Justice League. Yeah. Because he's he's a detective, so he's able to find out their weaknesses, but he in a way to exploit them. But he's also a master strategist. Yeah. And so he he'll win any fight that he knows there's a chance he could be in. Yeah. Because he's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so I like and again, it that whole scenario, that question, well, who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman, like at least we know because of Batman, his skills, him being a detective, him strategizing all and all of that. At least we know he has he stands a shot. Yeah, like he has a he's, shot. He's got a fighting chance. Yeah, despite yeah. like he may not he may not have be able to fly. Yeah, or have laser vision or heat vision or yeah. anything like that. But he you know has his science and his and his mind. That yeah, kind of you know counteract that. Yeah, so that's my first that's my first bat moment is that that closing scene in Justice League Doom. So uh, all right Cody, you're up again. What's your what's your second moment? My second one comes from the Dark Knight movie. So okay. Chris Nolan's second entry into the Batman film, you know, the world trilogy. Mm-hmm. the trilogy and so uh, it comes very early on in that movie uh, where Batman is confronting a drug deal that involves Scarecrow and some mobsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically there's some guys that are dressed up trying to trying to front like their Batman. Yeah. But there can be only one, you know. So, <laughs> exactly. And so uh, there's a point where Batman kind of ties those guys up along with Scarecrow. Uh, and they they ask, what gives you the right? Uh, you know, essentially asking what makes you able to do these things? So he says, what gives you the right? What's the difference between you and me? And as Batman lowers himself into the Batmobile, he says, I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> such a good... <laughs> and then he just drives off in the Batmobile. <laughs> it's such a good moment, dude. It's such a good moment. Yeah, I, I love it. That's awesome, dude. It, it just really speaks... Like, there's like... That just gets... That just gets you hyped. Like, <laughs> like, like he's, that's the only... Like, he's right. He's, he's definitely not just wearing hockey pads. Like, yeah. the other guys... They've got a cool mask, kind of like Batman does. It's probably not like, you know, graphite or whatever Batman's yeah. is made out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that moment in particular, I'm not wearing hockey pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just so, it's so sweet. It's awesome. And the cool thing is, like, that's a good joke. <laughs> like, good, <laughs> like, good for you, Bruce. Like, yeah, I, like, yeah, it's like, it kind of shows a little bit of, like, some lightheartedness. 
to the Batman character that you, yeah. don't, you don't get to see a lot. Yeah, especially when he is Batman, you know? So Bruce Wayne might joke or kid or have a dry sense of humor. Yeah, or, for his billionaire persona. Exactly. But as Batman, you know, he's, you know... Dark and brooding. And, yeah, all that stuff. So to get that, that joke in there was... Yeah, that was really good, man. <laughs> That's really good. He's got shots fired by Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. That, that's awesome. Uh, so your second moment... CP is uh, that scene from... Yeah, I'm not wearing hockey pads. That's my number two. Andy, let's, what, what's your number two? Um, I actually... My number two moment for uh, for this top five is going back to the movies, uh, kind of like you, from the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Okay. Uh, but mine's in the first one. Mine is in Batman Begins. Um, there's a lot of people who say that this is their favorite, and... Um, I can understand why. I mean, all three of those movies are amazing. So mm-hmm. there's really good reasons why each of them could potentially be someone's favorite. But for this first one, the in the first movie, you know, it's Batman coming to be Batman. He's, he's coming back to Gotham and he's has a purpose now and all this stuff. And so but there's a, it, this moment here involves Batman and Rachel. And then it's towards the end of the Rachel. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel! Uh, it's towards the end of the movie. And, you know, Rachel just gets saved. Uh, it, it's just, was just rescued by Batman. And there's a possibility that Batman might might die. And so Rachel kind of, you know, right before he jumps off <laughs> the building to go do his Batman thing, he, she says, hey, like, who who are you? You know, you can go out there. You can die tonight. I, I, at least let me know who you are. And Batman re- quotes to Rachel something that she said to Bruce Wayne uh, early in the film. And, and, I, and this is what he says. He says, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. And then after he says it, he just jumps off the building and he just glides, he just glides away. <laughs> like, a, like a gangster, bro. He just glides away. So You'll never be that. Nobody will ever be that cool. No, no. <laughs> So he just does that, and then it's kind of left with, it's kind of left with, um, it's kind of left with, uh, it leaves Rachel, excuse me, it leaves Rachel putting the pieces together. She's now, he, essentially what he does there is he tells her who Batman is. Yeah. Without telling her, hey, (laughs) hey, it's Bruce Wayne. Like, take off the mask. (laughs) Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Put it back on. No. He's like, hey, I'm Batman. And By telling her something that only Bruce Wayne would know. Exactly. And I mean, so th- that in itself is really cool, but that line in it, it itself is actually that's a pretty powerful line. You know, it's one of those things like, don't just you know talk the talk, but but walk the walk. Like there's, yeah. there's and, I, and you've talked before, Andy, about uh, life lessons, gain, gaining life lessons from movies, as far as you know, saving the girl, going back for the girl, yeah. things like that. That's a good life lesson that's to take what? From, a, <laughs> from a movie because it's it's not about who you are, you know, underneath. Yeah. It's not about who you are when the lights go down or whatever. It's about what you do with your time here. Yeah. On earth. Yeah. And it's it's what's crazy is like you can you can go both ways. It, there's a fine line there, I think. You can go both ways. Like you can be this really good person in public, but then you can be the shady person when no one's looking. And that's that's not what you want to do either. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's a sense of integrity there as well. But with this regard, it's easy. It's so much easier to talk the talk and not walk the walk, you know? And so you can say you're you're passionate about these things, but if your life doesn't, you know, if that doesn't display, if you don't play it out in your actual day-to-day life, 
then do you really care about those things? And so that's Batman's point here is like he's kind of put those pieces together in his own life. He's realized, hey, I need to do something with what I have and all of that. And so, yeah, definitely like what you were saying, Cody, this is easily one of those one of those life lessons that you may not uh, that maybe the writers and the directors and the screenwriters intended there to be. But for me, when I was in high school and I watched this movie, I was like, <laughs> that's me. Like, I need that in my life. Like, I'm going to get a tattoo. Like, that's, that's all of that. But uh, so, yeah, it was huge, man. So that's that's easily one of my favorite Batman moments. That's so, a good one. man. Yeah, man. For sure. So my next one comes from the, it t- you know, takes back to the video games. Uh, and so it comes from Batman Arkham Knight. So that is the third or technically the fourth installment in the Batman Arkham franchise. Yep. Uh, is the third one by Rocksteady. Uh, and it was released just this summer, uh, a couple months back. But that one sees the Scarecrow return to Arca- or return to Gotham, I'm sorry. Uh, and he comes with, in tow with a uh, mercenary mm-hmm. or, you know, military force led by this new villain created just for the game called the Arkham Knight. And so yeah. it's a paramilitary force kind of takes over Gotham. Uh, in that in that game, and you you see them, you know, in a lot of ways, kind of take the streets from Gotham or from Batman. Sorry, uh, but in that we see uh, eventually, or towards the end of the game, and Andy, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to spoil this for you. Come on, dude, you know that I haven't played it yet. <laughs> I know you haven't played it, but you also don't have an Xbox One or a PlayStation to play it, Andy. <laughs> what, like, how long am I gonna have to wait? Before I get to talk about this, you're just gonna go ahead. You're just gonna go ahead and put a mic in front of my face. Tell me that we're recording, and then drop the bomb. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna spoil spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Not just for you listening at home, but for you, my co-host Andy. (laughs) Awesome, bro. You want to know who the Arkham Knight is? No, I don't want to know. I don't. Okay, okay. I I won't tell you who the Arkham Knight is. Okay, but go ahead and just spoil Uh, whatever you're gonna spoil for me now. So, so towards the end of the game. Robin and Commissioner Gordon have both been captured by Scarecrow. Okay. And it comes down to it where ultimately the only choice that Batman has is to surrender himself to Scarecrow and whatever he has planned. Okay. And that ultimately leads to Scarecrow revealing the identity of the Batman to Gotham City and to the world. What? (laughs) Ultimately. I didn't know that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh my god that is and you know as far as superheroes go like you know if it's a superhero with a secret identity i think like that's that's the sacrifice because now he's painted a target on his back everyone that he's really you know in his immediate circle yeah now the whole world finds out that bruce wayne is the batman and the the crazy thing about that is Batman knows going into it that Scarecrow doesn't care who the Batman is. Scarecrow's only aim is to take away the, you know, the the driving element of His, what ma- what makes Batman so yeah. so terrifying to criminals is that he doesn't have a face. Yeah, he's just he's just this, you know, seemingly, you know, especially in a dark, you know, in the dark at, at night, he's just this giant creature that kind of swoops down and just beats the snot out of criminals. Yeah, and so robbing Batman of that and putting a face. Behind that, totally kind of, you know, just mutes the capabilities of the Batman. I'm really happy that that's a really good moment for you, Cody. Like, can, <laughs> you, can you hear in my voice? I'm, I'm so thrilled that the finale of the game I haven't played yet was your hey, Batman moment. Made it on the top I appreciate five. it. Hey, it's, a, it's a great moment. But the reason, I, the, the reason in particular is such a great moment is because it shows that Batman is, like, he's willing to sacrifice himself for Robin and for Commissioner Gordon, and ultimately for, for his city. 
Yeah. So, and there's a couple points uh, throughout that game where you see that he's a, he's willing and ready to pay the ultimate price to save Gotham. So that's pretty dope. In all in all actuality, that is yeah. I mean, it shows a lot to his character, and it shows a lot that like what you said, he is willing to make that sacrifice. So all right. So Cody, I'm up. Just as a heads up, I'm not going to spoiler. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> I anything. Appreciate, for, for I appreciate you, bro. that. Man. There's no thank, spoiler. Here. Thank you for the consideration. You're welcome. You're welcome, brother. Uh, so my number three moment uh, for this top five, it goes back to the movies. And now I kicked off with Batman Begins. I'm going to go now jump to the third one, The Dark Knight Rises. And There's no feeling for The Dark Knight, huh? No love? No, no love I, for The Joker? I, no, I love I love that movie. I really do. But I, I think my favorite of the trilogy, believe it or not, I might get, I might get some... Some flack for this, but it's the third one. Are you kidding? No, I, kidding. I do. Love, I I think that might that might be my favorite. I'll I have to watch them again. That's but. my that's my favorite one. But uh, the moment that I'm actually going to share as a, my 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 third moment is actually doesn't really involve Batman necessarily, but it's the preparation that Batman that Bruce Wayne and his his scheming, his strategizing, his all of that to set up John Blake. You know, in this movie, we see, you know, uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovett. You uh-huh. know, you're, you're a fan of that guy? Uh, yeah, he's good. He does good work. Yeah, yeah. Big you know, 500 yeah, Days of Summer. Great movie. Great movie. Um, it's, it's nothing geeky about it. <laughs> but, just but, a quick... if, <laughs> but if you're listening to this, you should watch it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Joseph, uh, his, his character is John Blake. And you really don't know who he is, really. He's just like the side character. Um, and he's not a character that had been in the comics or anything before, no, before or the previous this movies. Movie. Yeah, yeah or the, this none. is the first time we, we've seen him. Yeah, but we really see that he helps out Commissioner Gordon and Batman in this third and last film of the trilogy. Um, and so towards the end of the movie, there's a scene where he goes to collect uh, his bag. This is now, I'm talking about John Blake, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. And he goes to collect his bag, and he's checking in, and, and he's, he says this. It's a bag that has been left to him by yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pick, picking up something that was left for him. And so he says, he, he goes, and he walks up to the girl at the counter, and he says, Blake, John. And so she's, she's looking on the list, and she says, nothing here. And then he reaches in the wallet, he gets his ID, and he says, try my legal name. And then, he, and then she finds something, you know, that name on the list. She gets the bag. And then as as she hands him the bag, she says, you should use your full name. I like that name. Robin. And then, <laughs> boom. That, that, that's it. That is it. Like, this, that moment, like, I, re- I watched the, this movie opening weekend, Cody, and I went nuts. Absolutely nuts, <laughs> dude. And what's crazy is I remember watching it. I was in... I was watching it in San Diego. I was there for a business trip. I was watching it in San Diego. That's a tough life. Bro. I know. <laughs> in San Diego for a business trip, watching The Dark Knight Rises. So I had a free I don't know how you made it. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I had a free afternoon, and I watched it. And I was by myself in the middle of this you know, movie theater in San Diego. Don't know anyone, anything like that. Watching it by myself, and I freaked out, bro. I... I'm almost positive I freaked everyone else out around me because it wasn't like it wasn't a special like midnight showing where like everyone there was like, you know, a fanboy. 
But like it was, you know, married couples and families and like, you know, it's just a mixed bunch of the audience, you know, it was just mixed, mixed bunch. And so I watched it and I freaked out and I felt like I was the only one like jumping out of their seat because it was Robin, you know, so I loved it. So for me, that is my my number three moments of this top five bat moment list. So, Cody, you're up, man. How about how about you, man? What's your fourth bat moment? For this one and my and my last one, I'm gonna take a, a step into the comic book realm, uh, which makes sense, you know, because that's kind of where Batman started. And yeah. So, uh, for my first or my number four, rather, it comes from the Dark Knight Returns comic book, written by Frank Miller. I know we've recommended or I've recommended that you read that uh, on Heroes End before. I also know that Andy has not. I haven't read, read it. Yet. Yet. I haven't Still, read it. I know. I, I know. Will. It's okay. I will. It's okay. Uh, but so it comes from that. For those of you that aren't familiar with that storyline, uh, essentially that sees Batman or Bruce Wayne rather now being in his fifties. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's fifty-five uh, in that storyline, and he's retired, long retired from being Batman, and he kind of is watching his city start to get overrun by crime once again. Yeah. Uh, but he's also at the same time having this kind of almost like a split personality uh, as far as the bat, him wanting to be the Batman again. And so he ultimately can't contain that temptation anymore. Yeah. Can't see his city fall to shambles all over again uh, in front of him. And he takes up the Batman again and he starts, you know, fighting crime once again in the, in a bat suit. And it's kind of funny cause it's kind of like tight and he's really like broad and, it's like maybe it's like like actually in the Batman Arkham Knight video game, you can wear that costume and the description for it is still fits. And so I, I, I think I yeah. think that's a good, te- you know, a good representation. Like it looks like this suit's a little tight. He's, you know, maybe he's gotten a little bit out of shape, but he says he can still, he can still pull it off. He can still pull it off. He's still Batman. He's still Bruce Once Wayne. Batman, always Batman. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so but in particular, there's a moment where he is uh, fighting some criminals and a rookie cop who know. No longer, you know, he's never seen the Batman. Yeah. He was, you know, he's not around or not a cop during Batman's day. And so he says, you're under arrest, mister. You just crippled that man. Uh, after Batman, you know, beats up some criminals. He says, you're under arrest, mister. You've just crippled that man. And Batman, without skipping a beat, says, he's young. He'll walk again. <laughs> <laughs> no care. No, not caring at all. No care He whatsoever. just crippled the guy. He just crippled the guy. Has no and problem. Maybe maybe this is a senior moment, like you know, a yeah. senior moment on Batman's part where he's just like, I'm old and I don't care. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't care that I just crippled a guy. I do what I want. Yeah, exactly. Don't come over here, young blood. <laughs> you don't know me. Get out of here. You don't know what I got. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a really like it's a really like one of those like really like like awesome moments where you're just like, this is why Batman is the coolest. You know, because <laughs> he just doesn't care. Like he's like, you know what? Oh well. Yeah. He'll figure it out. He'll walk. He's yeah. good. <laughs> get him get him in some uh, some therapy sessions. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Like you said, I haven't I haven't read it yet. Man, that artwork is 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 a little funky, man. It is a little funky. It's a little like fun- I said, still fits. You okay. Know? <laughs> <laughs> a little funky, but I have to check it out, especially since you know the upcoming Superman movie. You know, Batman v Superman. There is some inspiration from yeah. Uh, you know, of what what we see in that movie, or what we're going to see in that movie, really comes from from this graphic novel. Yeah, and fun so thing about that graphic novel novel also, that graphic novel answers the question of who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman. And uh, let's just let me let me just say that uh, without spoiling it, 
despite Batman being 55 at the, in that, and Superman doesn't age. Yeah. But despite Batman being 55, he still goes toe-to-toe with soups and uh, gives him a run for his money, for sure. Yeah, I definitely... I, I don't know how I can get over that artwork, man. It's just... It, there is the movie. I know. They're I animated I, it, so... I, I'll have to check I have to check it out. But like I said on the podcast, I will, I, I will read it and or we'll watch the movie. But my goal first is to read that the comic before I, I just give in and just watch the movie. So <laughs> I just, I, I'm going to try. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try. Okay. So, uh, so I think I'm up. So for my next part, uh, kinda, Cody, kind of like what you said, uh, I'm going to go to the comic book uh, for this one. And this one is actually from the new, uh, from the new Batman comic book run uh, since they did the relaunch back in 2011. And this is Batman issue number 13. Now this is the first issue in the death of the family storyline. So okay. we see the Joker returns to Gotham and he's uh, in this issue. He is already causing chaos, but it's still early on in his plans. It's so early, you know, we, no one really knows what's happening. They just know that he's back. They just know, okay, the Joker's back. Everything changes from here on out because he's back. And so um, I'm just going to go ahead and read a, a little panel that, is in the in in the comic book and it says uh it says this give me one second so it's batman and it's alfred in the bat cave and they're, they're looking at the computer monitor and it says this batman says he stayed away so long this time i suppose i allowed some small part of myself to become hopeful we've seen the last of him and alfred says this but i suppose master bruce if that rack of vitals is grim evidence of anything it's and batman interrupts him and he says it's evidence that i've stopped him before alfred and i'll stop him again and then alfred responds back and he says of course you will forgive me sir it's simply that when it comes to him i suppose i give myself and you more license to hope and fear so again immediately so in just in that small panel we see that, okay, Batman, he knows the Joker is back in town. And now he's thinking, okay, I know I've de- defeated him before and I should be able to do it again. But I love that Alfred, his response is, isn't, hey, I, I'm not trying to doubt you. I'm just, I just know that whenever the Joker is in the picture, this means that everything is taken to a whole nother level. And even Alfred is saying, hey, I allow myself to hope more, which is good, but I also allow myself uh, to fear more. And so, I, again, it's just a, it points to how serious all of that is, that, that interaction and that conflict between Batman and the Joker. So uh, for me, that's, I mean, that's a huge Batman moment. And again, it's from the new comics. If you want to check them out, I would highly recommend it. I know, Cody, I know you. I actually, you just spoiled that for me, Andy. No, I Way did to not. Go. I, haven't, I haven't read volume three yet. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, I, I, finished, no. I finished City of Owls and I haven't read volume three yet. And, so and we're said, even. Yeah, right. I guess so. I guess so. Okay. I'm going to tell you that Arkham Knight is. No, get out of here. No, but. Um, <laughs> But you've been reading the comics recently. I have. I yeah. actually I just finished uh, volume two. Yeah. Uh, you've got me sipping the Scott Snyder Batman Kool Aid, and yes. so I am. I agree one hundred percent. He's been doing great work uh, with Batman, and so yeah. my goal is to catch up eventually uh, yeah. with his current run. So yeah, and then that's this is where you, you're picking up next, right? You're yeah. This pick- will be yeah. This will be uh, this the will next, be where I, I jump in next. Yeah, the so. next volume, volume three. Yeah. So if you guys want to read a great Batman comic book just honestly take our word on it just pick up anything that scott snyder has been writing uh you know since the relaunch of the new 52 
It's absolutely great. Highly, highly recommend it. Cody, we're up to number five, man. This is it. This, this is, is the- it. This is the last. This is the last one. This is cherry on top, right? Yeah. Uh, mine actually also comes from a New Fifty Two comic book, uh, and it comes from Volume Two, which is the City of Owls mm-hmm. storyline. And so, uh, coming off of the first issue, which is the Court of the Owls, now the Talon or the Court of the Owls. Uh, kind of Assassin. military assassins yeah. have been released in Gotham with one goal, uh, and that is to eliminate all of the court's threats mm-hmm. as well as Bruce Wayne. And so uh, we see that the Talons kind of, they corner Bruce Wayne and Alfred in the Batcave, uh, and they ultimately have them pinned down in the Batman armory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see that they're pinned down, and the Talons are outside the doors kind of mocking Batman and Bruce Wayne, and they say... Just like every other Wayne, he's hiding. So they say, "Why don't you just come on out uh, and just open, you know, open up the door?" And so Dang, as, they're, they're taking some, they're, some shots at. Yeah, they're like, like "Why don't you man up, Bruce? Like, <laughs> stop then, being a little chump." And not only Bruce, but his family like. and his whole the whole Wayne line. Yeah, they say, "Just like every other Wayne, yeah, you're a slacker," you know. Yeah, and so we see that we see that they're out the door mocking him, and on the inside we see that. Bruce Wayne is telling Alfred that he needs to drop the temperature of the Batcave, things like that. That I don't want to get into too much. You'll, if you read the comic, you'll kind of uh, understand why. But ultimately, Batman says that he's like, I'll, "I'm sure there's something that I can keep warm with in here." And as we see, we see the doors start to open in one frame, and then the next page is a full panel, like the whole page yeah. is a big armored bat suit pushing the doors open. And Batman says, get the heck out of my house. Yes. And it's another one of those moments where it's like, I read it and then I like, I flip back and I like read it again. I read it like three times in a row just because it was like, ah, (laughs) stick it, Talon. Like, can't stop him. He's the Batman. (laughs) I love that, dude. Yeah, it's such an awesome moment. And I was even telling, like I've told a couple people about it that haven't read the comic. And it's got like, it's got Mel. I told Mel. Uh, about it and she went and picked up city of owls uh yeah. to start to start reading it because of awesome scott snyder batman moments like that but i think the coolest thing about that kind of the, the city of owls and the court of the owls is the owls like in real life owls are a natural predator to bats to bats and so it's <laughs> it like it really does kind of speak a lot to batman's outnumbered by a you know a predator yeah that is Bigger than him and seemingly, you know, stronger than him. So, but yeah, man, yeah, get the heck out of my house in a big armored and all the talent are like kind of cowering beneath him <laughs> in, the, in the frame. It's so awesome. Like I would, I would have that as a poster. I, I do love that. The, the fact that owls are, are natural or yeah, natural hunters of bats mm-hmm. and how that plays into just the imagery of, you have the Court of the Owls, this new villainous group that's uh, in Gotham versus Batman. Like, that's like the imagery is just great. Like, yeah, that's and, so smart. And they do a great job. Like, there's a couple points where Bruce Wayne is kind of explaining the relationship that in his own, like, literally in his house, actual bats and actual owls have kind of had. And yeah. So, it's, it's so it's so sick. Like, that's that, Scott that whole idea, that's Scott Snyder, bro. So good. If you're listening, you kill it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Snyder be crushing it. All right, so I'm up. Uh, last my the, my last Bat moment, and, and really it's uh, it's the reason why I love Batman. 
I I'm being dead serious. This is this is why I love Batman. This is why I probably got into comics. Why I love superheroes. This moment right here. So it's the the opening credits to the Batman animated series. Like overall, there's that opening credits. You see, uh, there's a, a a robbery. You know, there's an explosion. Two criminals start running. And then, you know, the cops can't reach him. And all of a sudden, out of the, you know, the shadows comes Batman. And he's there and he beats him up. And then he ties him up and he leaves him for the cops to find. Mm-hmm. And then the lasting image is just him standing on top of a building as lightning fl- in the dark. And then lightning flashes. And then you see his, like, you see Batman's there. <laughs> and then that's it, dude. And it goes into like, the, you know, the opening credits of that episode. So, it'll, you know, you, it'll say, you know, this episode written by so-and-so, drawn by so-and-so, and then it goes into the episode. But that's it. Like, so that opening credit, that whole thing, absolutely amazing. Like, I, like, I get, I hear the the number, the jingle, all of it, the yeah sound effects, and I just, I get goosebumps almost. Like, I it takes me back to my childhood. <laughs> that's why I love superheroes. That's why... Because as a kid, I would watch it every time I would, like after school, go home and watch cart you know cartoons. Saturday mornings, wake up early, watch cartoons. Like that was it. Like and so it's because of that show that I freaking love the Batman. I love everything about Batman because of this. And not to mention, in that show, Cody who vo- who voices Batman? Kevin Conroy. That's the Batman. That is the Batman. Like, you can keep Christian Bale. Yeah. You can keep Ben Affleck. That I mean George Clooney, all those guys. They've done great work. Yeah. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, but exactly. For me, Kevin Conroy, he's the Batman. For me, it's because of the animated series, but also it's because of the Arkham series. He's voiced them, you know, throughout and, all of those and, and stuff. And that's and that's why with those with those games, that's why it, it was it's such a big deal you know they really they make a big deal about who's voicing batman you know because other people have voiced batman for movies and for video games and things like that but when they say uh, no it's it's kevin it's kevin conroy like we have kevin he's batman he's yeah, doing he's, he's doing the he's voice batman. and so it's like oh my gosh because everyone he kills it you know doing the voice for batman and mm-hmm. so we see that in the animated series and yeah dude i i absolutely love that opening credit scene and I love that show, and I love all of it. It's it's just so good, man. I, it's so good. Jimmy Fallon, so good. So good. So good. All right, so that's our top five. Yes. But this would not be a top five episode if we didn't have some honorable mentions. And no, so, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go ahead. What's your first honorable mention? Uh, my first one would be the, the actual end of The Dark Knight Rises. So you see Alfred is in a coffee shop, some kind of cafe or, you know, uh, a cafe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was really good. Um, and he looks over at the table next to him and he sees Bruce Wayne and he sees that he's with Selena Kyle and they're just drinking coffee and enjoying the day. And then they, and, they and each they just have kinda, that, that clever little nod. Yeah. Like, they just look at each other. They nod and, and that's it. And to me, why I love that moment, why maybe this is why I love that third movie is because Batman finally gets, he finally gets his rest. He completed his mission. He can finally... He made it. Yeah, he made it. Like he finally gets to, to rest and relax and live life now without having to be the Batman. And I just really appreciate that. How about you, Cody? What's your first honorable mention? My first one is uh, from the Batman Arkham Knight game. There's a moment in the game where... It's, it's early on in the game. And before you get the Batmobile, 
you're kind of being surrounded or you're attacked by a vehicle. Yeah. And Batman grabs this hostage or this, you know, not his own hostage, but someone he's rescuing. He takes him up on the roof of a nearby building and they say, you know, we're, there were, there's no way out of here. There's nothing we can do. And then he's like, Bat- Batman kind of walks up to the edge of the roof and the guy says, what are you doing? And Batman says, evening the odds. And then it comes up on the screen with a prompt to press L1. Yeah. Uh, and it just it says L1, even the odds. It doesn't say what it is. It, what any it odds. just says even the odds. And so when then when you press it, the Batmobile comes driving up the street and kind of like spins and Batman glides down and lands like into it. And it just kind of like does this like cool like drifts move. Yeah. It's just so it's so sick because it's like, like what are you doing? Oh, I'm just evening the odds. Because I'm Batman, like it's just a really like like if like if uh, you know he's doing them a favor, yeah, it, almost like you know what I'm saying like it's like well you just like, you got a car well I guess I better get my car too yeah like you know if we're gonna do this you know let's both you know have knives at a knife fight you know <laughs> it's so awesome all right uh, my second my second and my last honorable mention is a fan girl moment Cody pick that I had so. This past Friday, okay, uh, I follow Scott Snyder on Twitter. Scott Snyder, yes, okay. yes, he's the writer I'm of, the, with the, of the Batman uh, comic book right now, and he, he was on Twitter. and He just said, "Hey, I'm on my way." He was on his way to a, a comic book convention, and he just put on Twitter, "Hey, have a few moments for a Q and A," and so I, I tweeted a question at him, and I, my question, I, I asked him, uh, "What's the biggest challenge of writing such an iconic superhero like Batman?" And then I just put my phone down, and all of a sudden my phone started like vibrating, like you know, you know, a little, you know, this, yeah, not in a rhythm, just like every once in a while, like go off, go off, and then pause, go off, go off, and pause. so I'm like, what's happening? And I see my Twitter notification is going off the roof, it's going through the roof, man, and I'm like, I kind of like, I thought to myself, there's no way, like, is this happening right now? Because I, I mean, why is Twitter going off? Oh, I just tweeted to Scott. Is there is there a possibility he tweeted me back? Cody, not only did he tweet me back, Cody, he tweeted back to me three times. <laughs> In a row? In a row. Oh, my god! So he tweeted the following. This is I can quote Scott Snyder, bro. This is like if he's here doing an interview, like he was here doing an interview. Uh, he says this, uh, making yourself believe you know the character better than anyone, but you do because this version is yours. If you don't own it, that way, the pressure is crippling. You have to act like you're writing fan fiction for yourself. And know that because you love the character deeply, your version will hopefully appeal to at least some people. Bro, I've made it. I've, hit, I've finally arrived. I've man. made it. As a geek, you know, comic book podcast host, I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Like, I mean, it was it was awesome. He he took, you know, he took the time to respond back to my tweet. It wasn't just a quick answer, but it was a thought out. It know. was a thoughtful response back to this to this tweet, man. It was it was awesome. It made it made my my evening, man. It was it was awesome. So that's it. That's my second honorable mention. Well, I I don't have one that can top that. So I think <laughs> I think we're just gonna move on. <laughs> To the to the end of the episode, because I can't stop getting tweeted at by Scott Snyder. You you didn't have a mini Q and A interview I, I, session with no, the writer. I, I didn't I didn't interview anybody. <laughs> I can say that when that when that was going down, I was working, and you texted me and you just said Cody with a bunch of exclamation points, and then and then you said you said Cody, 
And and then I said, "What's up?" And you said, "Hold on, my phone is taking forever to load." And you said two words, Scott, and then in a, in a separate text, Snyder. Yes. And then, and then I said, Snyder, what? And you said, Are you working? And I said, Yeah. And you said. Check my Instagram. Like it doesn't matter. I like I asked if you're working, but it doesn't really matter. Because I because I wanted to call you. Was, that's what I was trying oh, to say. Okay. If you were okay. if you were not working, I was gonna ring you up immediately, bro, <laughs> and have that conversation with you on the phone. But I instead you were working, so I just said, check my Instagram. Now why would I say that? It's because I took a screenshot <laughs> of his three Because screenshots are forever. Exactly. And you wanted this moment to go down in history. <laughs> and I wanted this moment to be forever. And so I took a screenshot of it and I put it on my Instagram. And yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. All so right. that sounds like, I mean, that's really awesome. Yeah. I, I, one day, one day, <laughs> Stephen Amell will tweet it back at me. Oh my God. One day. Uh, little will he know that he'll be doing a Heroes and interview when he does. But <laughs> I like but, it. But all right. So that is our episode on Heroes and Top 5 Batman Moments. Uh, we celebrated Batman Day by going to a couple comic book stores here in Orlando, where we live, and we actually got a picture with Commissioner Gordon and with Batgirl. So no big well, deal. No, no big deal. You know, just met Gotham City's police commissioner, <laughs> shook his hand. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, right? And so uh, those th- those pictures are on our Instagram. So uh, make sure to check those out. New comics dropping this week are Batman Annual Number Four, X Men Ninety Two Number Four. That's a, another Secret Wars tie-in. Captain America White, number two, and Justice League, number 44. Uh, that's the Dark Side Wars. Yeah. And go ahead and like Cody said, you know, those pictures from us, uh, you know, celebrating Batman Day at a local comic book store. Uh, you can check out those pictures and all of the, what we put on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at heroes underscore and. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heroes and. If you like to email us maybe some questions or your favorite top five, you know, bat moments, you can email us at heroes and podcast at gmail.com. And while you're there, just subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, uh, review our episode. That will help us, you know, spread the word and all of that. And so I appreciate you guys listening, listening into this episode. Other than that, I'm Andy. And I'm Cody. And And we're out. out.